You are listening to the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that he's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. and We've been studying now all the way through chapter 14. That's where we are today. It feels like just yesterday we were getting started, but uh, we are... Now nearing the cross, we're in the final week of Jesus' life per the Gospel of John, and it is getting really intense. I hope you're enjoying the study. If you're joining us for the first time today, welcome, and uh, hope that you enjoy studying with us. I encourage you to go back at some point to chapter one, because by the time we're done here, we'll be through the full Gospel, and then we will see what happens from there. I may have some announcements uh, coming up here. But before we get started, I want to invite you to download the Sound of Heaven app. Go to soh.church. Uh, go to your Apple Store, your Google Play Store, and just type in Sound of Heaven. Not hard to find. It's there. Free digital Bible. A lot of other great resources. Online community on there as well. And if you are listening anywhere where you get your podcasts, give a like. Give a share, subscribe, leave a comment. All of that helps out a lot, and we're seeing more and more folks jump on each and every day. So, wow. Coming up on John chapter 14, we know at the end of John chapter 13, Jesus sitting at the table. That was the Last Supper according to John. We know that the Last Supper is also in the other gospels as well. And John shares with us how Jesus basically exposes that Judas was going to betray him. Judas gets up and leaves. And then Peter, of course, we know what happens with Peter. Jesus is expressing that it is his time. This whole time he's been saying, it's not my time. It's not my time. It's not my time. And now he says, it's time for the son of man to be glorified. And whether or not they knew fully what that meant, we could only speculate, but they were starting to get it. And Simon Peter in verse 36, this is back in chapter 13, says, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, you can't follow me where I'm going, but you'll follow me afterwards. And Peter says, why can't I follow you now? I'll lay down my life for you. And Jesus says, truly, I tell you before the rooster crows, Three times you'll deny me. And we talked about the difference between Peter and Judas and how Jesus loved them both to the end. Judas had bad intentions. Peter had good intentions, but he just fell short. And both of us fit in those categories sometimes. I know we don't like to be compared to Judas at all, but sometimes we do things we know aren't right. Sometimes we just miscalculate. And that's kind of the story of those two men. And as we continue, we see the disciples more and more distraught by what Jesus is telling them. So Jesus says to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. This is John 14, verse one. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, 
that you also may be where I am. You know the place where I am going. So Jesus tells them right there, don't be troubled, which is interesting because earlier he said that he was a bit troubled looking at the room and, and you have to imagine Jesus is fully man and fully God at the same time. And his earthly flesh had the same feelings, the same worries, the same doubts as you and I, the same temptations, scripture says, but Jesus never fell. And he starts telling the disciples around him that it was time for him to be glorified and they're getting uncomfortable. They're starting to have a little bit of a separation anxiety, we can see. Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know? Remember, Jesus in verse 4 just said, you know to the place where I am going. He says, you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can you say that we know the way? And then Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, this scripture has a lot of meaning for me, obviously, face value because of Jesus, of course. But this was the first sermon I ever preached. This is uh, my spiritual dad at the time, Pastor Seven, at Seven Bridges to Recovery down in Atlanta. We were at a a New Year's Eve service, and he came up to me and he says, you're going to preach. And I said, what? And he said, preach on John 14, 6. And he walked away. And uh, so this scripture means a lot to me. And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, that he is the way. And this is consistent with what we have read all the way so far. If you remember in John chapter 1, it says that all things were created through him, through the word. Remember, Jesus is the word, the logos, the consciousness of God. All things were created through him. There was nothing that was created that was not created through him. And in John 3, Jesus says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that those who shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So Jesus is identifying himself as the way out of the calamity of perishing here. John 10, he describes himself as the narrow gate by which all of God enter and exit. And now in John 14, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And we know that he's the truth. In John 1, it says that when the word became flesh, he came in grace and truth. And it said also in John 1 that in him was the light, and that light was the life of men. So Jesus is the way to the Father. There is no other way but Jesus. And he says in verse 7 here, if you really knew me, you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So he's saying that you have seen the father. And then Philip turns to Jesus and he says, Lord, show us the father and that will be enough. Jesus just said, Philip, that you have seen the father. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. 
how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Again, Jesus, fully man, fully God. He was the firstborn among what? Many brethren. He was born filled with the Spirit of God. And that was a concept that they weren't understanding. But Jesus, we'll see, explains what that is going to mean for them. Let's continue. Verse 11 says, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do works that I have been doing And they will do even greater than these because I am going to the Father. Huh. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Let's back up here for verse 12. It says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing And they will do even greater things than these. See, when Peter asked Jesus, why can't I go with you? Jesus' answer to him was basically, Peter, it is not your time. It is not your time. And when we see through the book of Acts, when we see through the rest of the New Testament in the New Testament church, it wasn't time for Peter. Peter had a lot of leading to do. Peter had a lot of healing to do. Peter had a lot of God's work to do. And as much as he would have liked to have gone with Jesus there, his story wasn't over. And I'll be honest with you, it irks me sometimes when the church gets in these funks where we're sitting here saying, I just can't wait to get to heaven. There's like an escapism in the body of Christ. You'll get to heaven. I promise you, everybody, but if you have breath in your lungs today, there's still something for you to do. I hope that resonates with you because that's what Jesus was saying to Peter and that's what he is saying here. And not only is he saying that whoever believes in me will do the works that I am doing, they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Let's keep going, and I'll I'll dive into that a little bit more here in a second. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. So you may have read the previous verse and said, how could anyone possibly not only do the things that Jesus was doing, but do greater things than Jesus was doing? Jesus was an earthly vessel with God's spirit inside, fully God, fully man, human form with the power of God. You see, if Jesus would have stayed with them, it would have been less effective. And let me tell you why. Jesus, it says, did all these miracles, and yet they saw the miracles with their eyes, not not the disciples, but those who didn't believe. And they didn't believe anyway. 
And think about the disciples' role at that time. They're following Jesus around. Jesus was empowering them to do some things, but not everything. Jesus was basically doing everything. And I believe that had Jesus stuck around, they would have relied on the physical Jesus to do everything. But that's not the way things were supposed to happen. And we see in the book of Acts and Pentecost, what happens is Jesus's promise here is fulfilled. He says, if you keep my commandments, to commandment what? To love one another. I will ask the Father and he will give another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him. Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Notice, he lives with you. Jesus was with them then. He's going away, and there's going to be a spirit that's not only going to live with them as Jesus did. Jesus walked with them, talked with them, uh, took care of them, raised them up, so to speak. And Jesus is saying, this spirit is going to be in you. It says in verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live. You will also live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot. I love how, I appreciate John the author putting that in there. He said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Verse 23, Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Jesus was speaking on behalf of the Father. When we have the Holy Spirit, we speak on behalf of the Father. Scripture says that the Spirit gives us the words to speak when we don't have the words. Verse 25. It says, all this I have spoken while I'm still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you for the prince of the world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the father and do exactly what my father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. And they leave. They leave that area. So Jesus, closing out the Last Supper, expresses to them that he's going to go. But to go means that they will gain more than they ever had before. It was hard for them to imagine Jesus leaving. 
But there are times in our life where we have to graduate to the next level, where we have to get more independent. And what was interesting was they were relying on the physical Jesus to be there, but God was trying to move them on from that. It was inevitable. Jesus had to die on that cross for me and you, for them. And had Jesus stayed, they wouldn't be as powerful as we see them being in the book of Acts. Powerful not by their own accord, but powerful because of the Spirit of God that's inside of them. And that's what I want to share with you, is that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of you today. And as you head out into today, realize that the Spirit that's inside of you, just like that spirit gave Jesus the words, when you are in line with God and you are operating and doing things of God, he will also, also give you the words to speak. So that's what I'm praying for you today. Confidence. Confidence. That you would trust in the spirit that is inside of you today. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you that you are the way the truth, and the life through Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Father, we know that no matter what we encounter today, that there is a way. There is a way to you. There is a way to your will. There is a way to a greater victory in this life. So just say to God right now, I want your way. Just say, Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And I will follow you. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church. We're going to start John chapter 15 tomorrow. We got through a whole chapter today. I'm excited to continue. Love you guys.